Listen, I, I believe we heard a word this morning uh, in that Sister Marie said that when you do something, she was talking about teaching the children, but I believe it's when you do anything for the Lord. Uh, you can't do it for yourself. Come on, it can't be filled with self-ambition, entitlement because of a position that you think you might have. Come on, somebody. Uh, but you have to have a heart for God. And listen, now listen to me. Don't, don't, don't shout me down or kick me out the pulpit, I, but I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to think about what I'm, I'm saying here. It's what the Lord showed me. You cannot do things for the Lord just because you love people. You can't do things for the Lord because you love people, because people will disappoint you. Children will get loud and rowdy. <laughs> Come on. Parents won't do anything about it till you want to give them an elbow every once in a while. Come on. We disappoint each other. But you do things for the Lord because you love him and because of his love for you. And that's what God wants us to know this morning. He wants our heart, folks. He doesn't want your actions. I'm up here every week asking, and, you know, Brother Larry's up here, and Brother Eldon's up here, and, and Martin, and we're asking and begging, you know, we need some help. And we only have so many people here. Uh, we know that. I'm just going to be transparent and upfront this morning, if that's all right with you. I think that's where the Lord is leading us. But we're, you know, we need some help in the children's church. We need help with the van ministry. We need help with the roots. We need help with this. We need help with that. Listen, God is not concerned about your action. But before you can give him your action, you have to give him your heart. And that's what God wants, because if he has your heart, he'll have your action. Amen. If you have your Bible, just for a brief moment, turn to Philippians chapter one. Uh, God is speaking this morning. He's saying that the work is already done. We heard the word, my blood, my blood has been poured out for you. The work on the cross is done, and he wants us to labor to enter into his rest this morning. Labor to enter in. Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 12, says this. It says, but I want you to know, this is Paul talking to the church of Philippi. I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even from envy and strife, and some also preach from goodwill. The former preach Christ from self-ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then, verse 18 says, only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. Sister Marie was up here this morning giving her testimony, and we realized that she has been doing what she has been doing for the Lord from some 55-odd years, we realize that it takes a heart for God to do that. We realize that if you go in self-ambition, 
And if you go in your own strength, you will fail. But there's one thing that she realized that I believe we need to get this morning. And that is this, that all that she went through, all that she talked, all that she put up with, come on somebody, all of the hours that she took preparing to teach the children, all of the times where she didn't get to teach what she wanted to teach because of the attitude of the children, come on. All of the times when the pastor changed the service around and she wasn't able to do what she had planned on doing. All of the hours, all of the blood, sweat, and tears that she put in, God is saying that all of it was for the furtherance of the gospel. That her chains were actually so that others would hear the gospel. So God is asking us, you and I, to look in the mirror this morning and ask ourselves, are we complaining about our chains? Are we complaining about the situation and the place that God has us in? I don't care if you're a minister, an elder, a window washer, a street sweeper, or you work at Kroger. Are you complaining about where God has you? Because God this morning is imploring you and I to realize that the place that he has you in is not for you. Oh, you get the benefit of it. You may get a raise. Come on. You may get a promotion. But what God wants us to know this morning is the place that I have you in is for the furtherance of the gospel and for the preaching of Christ. Oh, it comes back to that, saints. Come on, we do so many things. I mean, things change. I mean, uh, you know, when I was growing up, if you had a, a, a coffee shop out in the lobby of the church, boy, that would be blasphemy. Come on. Or if you let the children actually get up on the pulpit and do a puppet show, oh, you were out of order. God wasn't pleased with that. But some realized that the cloud moved forward, and we got to keep up with the cloud where God is going. And so things change, but the blood never loses its power. Christ still died on the cross for the remission of our sins. That never changes. You see, God came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That never changes. Perfect blood, as we found out this morning, was shed for the washing and cleansing of your very soul and to buy you back. That never changes. Methods change, but principles never change. Now, we do children's church a little different today. You know, there are games down there. They have uh, technology. The kids uh, sing their own songs now. And they have TVs and they look at Right Now Media or uh, Veggie Tales and all sorts of different things. But one thing we've learned from Sister Marie is Christ must still be preached in all of that. And the chains that God has you in, come on, are for the furtherance of the gospel. And until we, I'm going someplace with this very briefly, until we realize that, we will not get up off of our duff and do anything for the Lord until we realize. Oh, I know it got a little quiet. That's okay. 
That's all right. This is from the Lord, not from me. Because I'm looking at God speaking to me too. Remember, I'm hearing exactly what uh, I'm supposed to be preaching. I'm hearing what God is saying this morning. But until our relationship is right, in those dark moments when no one is looking, until we crack open the Bible every once in a while and read about how Jesus died on the cross and how Paul was buffeted for you and for me, until we go into our war room, come on somebody, till we go into the prayer closet and learn how to talk to God and learn how to listen to him, none of this other stuff matters. All the stuff we do at church, we can do outreaches, we can have great music, we can do all sorts of things, that, but it doesn't matter until we have the most basic thing right. My chains are for the furtherance of the gospel. That's what God wants us to know this morning. And so God is reaching out to us saying, when will you hear my voice, my people? When will you draw near unto me? Seek my face while it may be found. Because a time is coming where the face of God will not be easily seen. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm prophesying to you this morning. There's coming a time when he will hide his face to those who have not accepted him. And so he's saying to us, now is the time. We must exchange our life for his. And I'll say some things this morning that are, that will be hard to hear for some. But I'm in that category. My father-in-law's life was not for him. And we want him still here today. But his chains were so that the furtherance of the gospel. Brother Clarence's life was not for him or for you, Sister Sue. But for the Lord. We want him here today with us. Man was a mentor. Both these men were mentors to me. But their chains or so that the gospel could go forward. We want Brother Tim here with us today, Sister Ellen. There's nothing more. He was the most kind man I'd ever met. The best representation of the kindness of Jesus you will ever see. But his chains were for the furtherance of the gospel. And we have got to wake up this morning to the fact that the chains God has us in are for the furtherance of the gospel. We need to get our eyes off of ourselves and turn them toward Jesus and say, Jesus, whatever you want from my life, that you will have. Whatever you want me to do. I got a great job, but if you want me to quit that job and do something else, that's what I'll do. And not let my carnal mind get in the way. I've got some great friends, but if you want me to sever those relationships because they don't love you, that's what I'll do and not let my carnal mind get in the way. I'm already doing three things at church. I'm giving my whole life to it, but if you want me to do four, guess what? I'll do the fourth happily because my chains are for the furtherance of the gospel. My life belongs to you. I live and move, come on, and have my being, my very being in Christ. 
He has breathed the breath of life in me. And so my very life is not my own, but it belongs to him. My life doesn't belong to Life Church. My life doesn't belong to AT&T or IGA or IU. My life belongs to Christ. And so whatever he wants me to do, that will I do. That's the point we need to get to. Turn our eyes toward him. What is it, Lord, that you want me to do? Where, Lord, do you want me to go? How, Lord, do you want me to speak? What is it, oh God, that you want me to say? I know I'm a pastor and I'm supposed to be this way and I'm supposed to do that job, but Lord, what do you want me to do? Not what people want. I know I'm an elder in the house, but I'm not entitled. God, whatever you want, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to do. That's what we need to say this morning. Stand to your feet this morning. This is what we're going to do. Grab somebody's hand. Come on up, Mike. Play some Let's Have a One Mind music. Let me read a scripture to you before we pray this morning. Oh, my Lord. Paul told the church at Corinth in his first letter to them, he said this, he said, now I plead with you, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. And that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now, there's only one way that we can have the same mind and the same judgment. And that's that we all have the mind of Christ. Not our own carnal mind, not the pastor's mind. Not this person's mind, but we all must have the mind of Christ.